This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, June 20th, 2016. Follow the podcast on social media at Facebook at Shanice Lewis Show and on Twitter and Instagram at Shanice Show. And subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and Google Play Music. Today we have a very special guest, Denise Badeau. Denise Badeau, the size 14 Puerto Rican and Kuwaiti international plus-size supermodel, TV personality, the voice and advocate for curvy women and self-love, can be recognized for her groundbreaking movements within the fashion industry. Her work for straight and plus-size brands such as Forever 21, Target, Levi's, Nordstrom's, Macy's, Old Navy, Lane Bryant, and as the face of Danish brand ZZ Clothing, has positioned her to be a leading figure for all women of all sizes. This leading lady was part of Jennifer Lopez's TV network, Nouveau TV Curvy Girls, which showcased her life as a curvy woman and model. Denise Badeau has never apologized about her curves. She has taken the plus-size fashion world by storm and is now inviting women worldwide to join her crusade of reshaping what it means to be beautiful with her lifestyle movement. There is no wrong way to be a woman. Currently, she is represented by models in NYC and is one of the most recognizable plus-size models and household names in the world. Let's welcome Denise to the show. Hi, Hi Denise. Denise. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you again because you've done so much since the last time we've spoken. <laughs> I know it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I feel like I've known you my entire career. <laughs> How are right. you doing today? Happy Monday. <laughs> Thank you. So let, let's go back to your childhood. Now, growing up, you were curvier and biracial. Now, did you have a hard time finding your confidence? I mean, I feel like I never fit in. I, I, I kind of almost stick to that right now. I, I, you know, I grew up, my mother was an only parent, a single parent. I was an only child. And, yeah, I was mixed race, you know, growing up being half Latina, half Middle Eastern, you know, and really tall and curvy, just never, I just never fit in. I was never a part of any stereotypes. I literally just kind of was this huge gray area. And I think that's part of what, made me me and made my confidence is that like for for a very long time I couldn't find anyone to relate to and I just couldn't believe that I couldn't be myself and feel comfortable in my own skin so it's crazy how you know much has happened in my life and career it's been 10 years in the fashion game and I wouldn't change a single moment of it it's been such a learning adventure for me and such a growth process altogether now at the age of 18 you decided to move to Los Angeles to pursue your dreams of being an actor. Now, I never knew that. Now, what happened with your <laughs> acting career? 
So nothing happened with my acting career. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I used to act when I was younger. I was 12, 13 years old going out on all these auditions for the Disney shows and I was booking commercials and I thought, well, of course, when I turn 18 and move to L.A., it's going to be just a seamless integration into like adult acting. And funny part is that no matter how talented I was, I kept getting told no for these roles. And it wasn't because of my talent. It was solely because of my size. I was specifically told, you lose 10, 15 pounds and you'd be perfect for the role. And I just couldn't fathom the idea of having to alter who I was to fit an industry. I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I, I disagree. My talent should speak for itself. And no, yeah, you say that I am leading lady personality, but the best friend body type. I'm like, I refuse to believe that. And so... I guess I, I just, I didn't want to change who I was. I, I was confident. I mean, maybe not nearly as confident as I am now, but I felt like if we start changing who we are to fit in, then we lose everything that's special about ourselves. And so you moved past acting and you became a <laughs> makeup artist in Los Angeles. Now, this is where I met you in your, your career because I don't yeah. know if you remember <laughs> But we first met on a set of, like, you know, a little small thing, and you did my makeup, and that's how uh-huh. we first met. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I, I still love makeup and playing with makeup, and now I've been schooled a million times over. Like, what I thought I knew, I realized I know nothing. But, yeah, I decided, you know, when I wasn't getting these acting jobs that I loved the production aspect. I loved movies and films, and I wanted to be a part of it even if I wasn't in front of the camera. So I went to makeup school and started doing makeup, and that's when I met you, and I also met a dear friend of mine, Robin Cricket, and that is actually who first guided me into plus-size modeling. I actually had no idea it existed. You know, I grew up my whole life not fitting in, and here was a whole industry that accepted me who just exactly as I was, and it was so perfect in my life you know the timing of it was just essential I was you know an 18 year old I mean I think at the time I was like 19 years old struggling to figure out who I was being told no left and right and you know fashion just happened and I I never thought it was a possibility not only because I'm 5'8 but also because I'm a size 14 you know and I'm a mom and I just I never thought that the world would be so accepting you know and that not only could I help find myself throughout this journey but also help so many women find themselves and find their own inner beauty and it's been such a blessing i i mean my goodness talk about being at the right place at the right time it's just perfection well and i remember on that set robin was like shanice don't you think denise will be a great plus size <laughs> model and i was like yeah so i remember having that conversation with robin <laughs> telling you you should go for it and he was like i don't know you think i don't know <laughs> no i mean it's so crazy I remember Sita May was the photographer on, on the set yeah. that I first worked with Robin on. And she was like, oh, have you ever thought about modeling? And I was like, no, girl, I'm short and chubby. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I really was just blindsided. I had no idea that this industry existed. And, of course, it's nowhere near the industry it is now. I mean, you're talking about 10 years ago when we were still right. modeling moo-moos and stuff. But, like, it right. was such a cool, a cool thing to be a part of and see. And I'm, I've always been the type that, just go with the flow, you know, like I was like, you know, opportunities get placed on your lap sometimes and it's up to you to do what you can with them. And I could have said no and stuck to me doing makeup and who knows where I would be right now. But I was like, I feel like there's something calling me here. And I, I, I kind of took a leap of faith, you know, I believed in something bigger than myself. And I'm so honored that I ran into you girls and that I've had such a wonderful support system over the years, because honestly, I mean, being a part of fashion has been the most amazing roller coaster I've ever been on. It's been ups and downs and no's and yeses. And 
moments that I couldn't have dreamt of, you know, I've, I've figured out who I was and showing my daughter that you can do absolutely anything by just sticking true to who you are. And I think that's the best lesson I've learned along the way is that you, I really didn't have to change. I just had to prove to myself that I was worth it. And I, and I think that's what I want to share with women is the fact that you don't have to change who you are. You can be happy exactly as you are. And the differences that we each have, those are the things that make us beautiful, make us powerful. And we each have a voice and we have to just learn to use it in the best way possible and support each other along the ride. So after you got the guts to pursue (laughs) plus-size modeling for real, what was your biggest obstacle getting your career off the ground? Well, you know, I I wasn't really tall. (laughs) I think up until now I said I was like 5'9", but the reality of it is I'm like 5'7 you know, and so many people told me I would never make it. And I I remember, like, you know, when I decided to make the plunge over to to New York, people were like, oh, girl, don't waste your time. Like, you're not really that tall, and it's really like the size 10 models that work out there, and you're not that. And I was like, once again, I was like, how dare you, like, I can do this, and I think it was more just proving to myself that you can do absolutely anything if you put your mind to it and if you work hard. I've always been that person. Like, no, don't tell me what I can't do. Like, I want to do this for the underdog. I want to do this for the person who's out there being told no, you know, and and here I am. I've had the opportunity to walk for catwalks all across the world and walk in front of Anna Wintour for Serena Williams and open the Chromat show and be in the pages of magazines and you know, I'm walking into 30 proud as hell of everything that I've accomplished, no matter how many times I was told I couldn't do it. And I think it's the best feeling in the world is realizing that you can do anything. That, you know, the possibilities are absolutely endless, and obstacles are just what we make of them. Now, the last time you were on this show was three years ago with the cast of Curvy Girls, your reality oh, yes, show on Nouveau TV. <laughs> Now, was reality TV a positive experience for you? Do you think the exposure boosted your modeling career? I definitely think there were pros and cons to being a part of the reality show. Um, it was definitely a learning experience. Reality TV is not always what it's cut out, what people expect it to be. It's a lot of editing, a lot of sentences that are chopped up. I saw, you know, certain girls say things on TV that weren't actually said, and I used to be like, ooh, you got to be really careful. And I had worked so hard up until that point for my brand and for who I was that I just, I'm glad it ended after two seasons because, to be honest, (laughs) I had so much more to offer, you know, and they were so specific. Like, we want, me and all the girls united wanted to be doing, like, charities and, and feeding the homeless. We wanted to do so many things, but they were so fixated on celebrity cameos and on, you know, all of these things that weren't completely aligned with how I saw my brand. And so while it was an amazing experience and I had the honor of working and pleasure of working with the late Joanne Borgella, it's, you know, there are moments of that experience that I can never take back and were so beautiful and monumental to who I am. Uh, but yeah, like with everything in life, it's just a part, it's another chapter in the book of life. And, um, I am very happy that I have moved on from that. And I think it was definitely for me, for instance, the visibility of it was wonderful. And I got to meet amazing people. And I, I think that it, I definitely wouldn't undo it. I would would you do, do another reality TV show? Well, I think with reality TV, you just have to be very careful what you attach yourself to. I, I definitely wouldn't check it off, you know, like I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it, but there's things that I have my sights set on um, that don't include reality TV at the current moment. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I saw a post that you put on Facebook, and you said that you felt like an underdog in the industry. You said something like, I'm always an underdog. <laughs> now, you have accomplished so much. Why do you feel that way? You know what's interesting is I feel like I've always been the underdog. We're all underdogs. You know what I mean? I think our entire industry has consistently been the underdog, and we've been able to prove people wrong. All the things, like I said, that people told me I would never get a chance to do, and here I am having proved them wrong. But I think it's always important to keep your life in perspective and to know that there's so many things still to achieve and still to dream bigger and continue to do things. You know, I've never been signed to the biggest agency. I have, you know, not always been the star of all the campaigns. But what I've accomplished mm-hmm. is so powerful to me. And I think that that speaks volumes of who I am. Like, I love the things I've been a part of, and I love the people that I get to work with. And sometimes everyone gets warped into needing to be the best of the best. And I think it's perfectly okay to just stay in your lane and continue to do what you do best. Do you think that the plus-size industry uh, needs more diversity? I absolutely think the plus-size industry, as well as every industry, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think we're still, you know, we're making huge strides, but I definitely think that there's so much room to grow in the film world, in the modeling world, not just in plus-size, but in all aspects of fashion. We need to include different ages and different ethnicities and a little bit of everything. I think the moment we can sprinkle it in, it will be so refreshing to see. I mean, if if we start talking in that route, I was very specific when I casted my girls, the class of 2016 for There Is No Wrong Way to Be a Woman campaign. Um, I wanted to see everything. You know, our oldest woman was 65. I believe our youngest girl was about 18. And if you look at it, it's such a beautiful representation of women. It's all sizes. There's a girl who's Hawaiian with freckles. There's my beautiful friend, Tati, who's Cuban and Dominican, and she's Afro-Latina. And I think that I just want there to be a little bit of everything. It doesn't need to be so black and white. You know, I think that mm-hmm. when I came into this industry, people had no idea where to place me. They were like, what do we do with the half Latina, half Middle Eastern girl? Like, where does she fit in? And, and right. I just stuck to my guns, you know, and I, and I can't wait to see the day when we're all included in a photo shoot and we're all just there, not because they need the one token girl, the one Latina girl, you know what I mean? I can't wait for the day when that's just effortless. It's seamless. There's not a thought behind it or a gimmick behind it. It just is what it is. Now you just mentioned sometimes these major brands use one Latina girl. Do you think as a result of that, sometimes you have less opportunities presented to you? it's interesting. Like I said, it's all perspective. Yeah, well, I could sit there and be bitter about the fact that there may just be one role. I'm still really humbled and honored at the fact that they're still trying and pushing the boundaries and at least including us. For so long, I didn't get cast on so many things because I was like that girl who was like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Um, but, like, it's just continuing to talk about it, continuing the conversation, continuing to prove people wrong and show them why there needs to be this diversity, why we need to be inclusive, why these things matter. It's because that little girl who's eight years old who has no one to look up to needs to see herself in the pages of magazines and on these campaigns. And when we start doing those sort of things, we'll create a a younger generation of women who never have to feel insecure, who feel represented and beautiful with who they are. And this goes in line with your new project, There Is No Wrong Way to Be a Woman, about all women feeling confident. So tell me, how did this start I actually started there's no long way to be a woman years ago I actually had a an interview with ZZ my Danish customer 
and my Danish client, I mean, and we were talking about it and I, I made this statement and they were so taken by it that they actually put it on shirts years ago. It was like a, a limited edition round of Denise Godot's statement. And I remember coming to set with them a few months after and they have the shirt on the rack and I'm like, oh my God, this statement is so cool. And they're like, yeah, you said it. And I was like, stop it. It's so funny. I, I talk a whole lot. I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I, I, I love talking about things I'm passionate about. And I, I'm Latina, and I like talking. And so the funny part is I didn't realize, like, so many times people quote things you say, and you don't even realize how powerful they are. And to me, when I, when I read that back, and I remember saying it, but I don't remember it quite be, being that powerful. And I watched the video, and I was like, holy crap, this is it. This is everything you stand for. This is exactly what I want to represent it's not about being curvy it's not about being skinny it's not about being tall or short it's about being yourself and being beautiful in that moment and I think that this speaks larger than just about sizes or ethnicities you know I've gotten a lot of feedback from the LGTB community in this I did a Huffington Mm -hmm. posting earlier and it's so much deeper than I think I even imagined it to be it means so much to so many different people it's about being comfortable in your skin. It's about being allowed to be yourself. It's about supporting each other and supporting women and supporting men and supporting just everything that's out there. Because when we allow people to be themselves, we're going to live in a different generation. I mean, how wonderful would it be to walk around and not feel good and not feel criticized and not have a single thing but positivity around you? Why can't, I can't wait for the day that we get there. And if that means putting it on a shirt, and having girls walking around proudly stating there is no wrong way to be a woman, then by all means, let's start that. Let's start a movement. Let's start a revolution and let people know to just let you be. You know, there's no wrong way mm-hmm. to be anything you want in this world. And I think that's what I stand for more than anything. Now, the women that were selected to be in your photo shoot, were they all your personal friends or did you hold a casting call? No, actually, other than one girl I didn't know any of them (laughs) one is my friend Tati who has been my best friend since we were 12 years old and we constantly had the conversation about casting she goes out on casting and she's never you know she's Afro-Latina so she's never black enough to be the black girl and never light enough to be the Latin girl and it's such a conversation that I think I have constantly with people is kind of a lack of diversity and so when it came time to cast this I one knew she was a part of it no matter what like that is my right. thing, and I, I, and then when it came down to the rest of the girls, I knew for a fact that I wanted, you know, an older woman and a smaller girl. And one of the girls is Hawaiian with freckles, and like one girl, Jennifer Tess, actually suggested her to me, and she was in a wheelchair. So I definitely asked around and spoke to a lot of people and wanted to include a little bit of everything. I tried really hard to get a Muslim woman in it and just before she canceled, but I also wanted that visibility because. I think there's so many women out there who just aren't represented in the media, and I wanted to show and shine a little light on them. Now, you chose to launch your event at the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Now, tell me, why was this the event you chose to uh, launch it? Well, I'm Puerto Rican, so that was a no-brainer, and I had never been to the Puerto Rican Day Parade. You know, I lived in New York for five years. Uh, I never attended, not because I didn't want to, but just because it never worked out. And I didn't realize my mom had never been either, and obviously my little munchkin Jocelyn had never been, and she's at an age where I think she really needs to feel her culture and feel her roots. And so I, I thought it was perfect. You know, it was the day before my birthday. I turned 30 years old last Monday, and I thought, wow, am I oh, going to close the chapter? 
Thank you very much. Uh, but I just thought it how appropriate to close out my 20s with the parade and with such an epic moment for not only my life and my family, but also for my career. And so I was walking into 30 with a whole new chapter in mindset. And I'm, I'm super happy. I'm only a week in, girl, but I feel like a whole new woman. So how was the parade? How were people responding to you and the T-shirt and everything? I couldn't have imagined a better outcome. I mean, the way people screamed, the way that every time they read the shirts, it was like an insane reaction to them. People felt the message. And and that to me is the most important thing is to have people feel something by what you bring to the table. I had all sorts of women walking around me. My uncle David was there rocking the shirt too. And I had my mom and Jocelyn and I with the, with the music and the convertible and I just have never experienced so much energy. And to be completely honest, the backdrop of New York right around those people and going through Central Park, you know, you're driving by some of those moments that I used to see in movies. And to be able to experience that and have my first time watching the parade be actually in it, my God, it was so surreal. Shanice, I couldn't put it in words. Did you get teary-eyed? Was it that overwhelming? Oh, my God. I, I got teary, I get teary eyed all the time. I mean, I watch a good commercial and I get teary eyed. So yeah, I think I was definitely <laughs> like not putting mascara on that day. I was just so proud to be there and to have created something that felt so right for me. And and you know, I, I've grown up in front of this industry and I've I've figured out who I am. And so to be able to finally share that with the world was just as impactful as I could have ever had. It was it's just beautiful. Now your t-shirts are. Uh, for pre-order right now on the site for $34.99, and the website is uh, There Is No Wrong Way to Be a Woman. Is I'm, Am I saying the website correctly? You are. There Is No Wrong Way to Be a Woman.com is the site. We do have the shirts for pre-order. They actually get in, so all of them will be mailed out July 1st. Um, we also have tank tops coming out in, like, two weeks. And there's some cool bracelets. For me, it's just about a movement. It's all about encouraging women to live comfortably in their skin. And I feel like sometimes it's just shouting it out at the world with a T-shirt. It's so simple. And so if you're out there and you're feeling like, you know, you don't fit in, trust me, it gets better. <laughs> Life is good when you figure out, you know, that you don't need to be anything for anyone. You just have to be happy. Now, what kind of other things are you planning to do with this new project and this new brand of yours? Um, are you going to do events? Are you looking to collaborate with other people? What's the future of this? Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to a school tour. I want to go out and start speaking to young women and encouraging diversity and individuality. I also, you know, eventually this becomes a scholarship plan. So for 2017, I plan on having scholarships in place for young women um, to start creating a movement and a, and a platform where women can feel secure about themselves and feel encouraged. And so I would love for women out there to hashtag no wrong way and send me your videos about what being a woman means to you. I want to repost them. I want to support women. I feel like that's where we're at. 2016 should be the year of love and peace and support. And so I, I, I encourage everyone to get interactive with me. This is, this is a movement, guys. This doesn't just happen by one person. And the class of 2016 picture, that's just the beginning. We're going to have a lot more coming up this year. So the video, you want women to put videos up. Do you want them to put it up on Instagram yes. or YouTube? They can, they can share on YouTube and tag me in them. They can post them on Instagram, send them to me, info at Um Definitely. I, I, I want to get them from 
everywhere. I'm the person who checks my social media. No one else does it for me. So the second you tag me, trust me, I'm seeing it. I'm commenting. I'm liking it. This is this doesn't happen without everyone. So I think it's it's a community effort to just let the world know that we're here and we don't need to change. And side note. I saw your daughter with you in the Lane Bryant campaign. Now, has <laughs> yes, she started her modeling career too? Oh, my God. I get that question all the time. I, I don't think Jocelyn, like, Jocelyn loves what I do. She thinks it's so fabulous. But trust me, that girl was knocked out on set. Like, she, it's a lot of work, and I think she's been able to witness it firsthand. She has her eyes set on being a rock star in ice skating. So I support her in whatever she chooses to do. I've never pushed her to model. If it happens organically, cool. If not, you know, she can be a scientist for all I care. I just want her to be happy. Oh, that's awesome. And that's was my she, little she, <laughs> <laughs> So was she excited on the Lane Bryant set since she always see what she do? She had a, a chance to be a part of that? <laughs> yes, actually, she was super excited. I mean, she thought it was so cool. All the things came out around Mother's Day. And I had a really cool Huffington Post open letter that I shared with her on Mother's Day, too. So, like, all these really beautiful things came out with me, like, talking about her and supporting her. And she's just so proud. Like, it's so crazy how much she realizes by what she's seen. She gets to see all these models. She gets to be a part of all these shoots. And she sees how much hard work it is and how beautiful we all are. And the interesting part about it is that little kid is, like, my biggest fan and my number one supporter. And it's because of her that I do everything that I do. I just want to create a better world for her as she gets older. Now, does she get to travel around with you a lot, or does she stay with your mom? No, girl, I'm a single parent. You know she comes everywhere with me. I don't play that. <laughs> She's oh. in the summer with my mom. She spends every summer with my mom between Miami and Puerto Rico, so those two have a really special bond. But every other time of the year, that little girl's with me. You know, I need her to learn, and there's no better learning experience than traveling and meeting people and experiencing cultures in the world. And so I'm – beyond blessed and be and thankful at the fact that I get her bring get to bring her along with me I mean I'm learning for the first time all these things and she's just learning with me yeah she's probably more well-traveled than some adults following you around are you kidding me I didn't travel to (laughs) Europe for the first time until I had a job her I'm like I'm gonna wait for your passport to get it's crazy to think of the things she's seen and and how it's gonna affect her upbringing and how she sees the world She's such a kind soul, and to me, I'm like, wow, I really do feel like it is the traveling, and it is kind of the culture, and I'm not one to spoil her or have her doing, like, fabulous things. I just want her to be a simple, good person, and if I can create a good human who's going to go out there and spread the message of love and kindness, then by all means, I've done a good job. So do you have anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Uh, we know there's no wrong way to be a woman, but what about career-wise? Anything coming up? Um, well, yeah, I'm I'm constantly working. I'm I'm, I'm a single parent, like I said, so mom has got to work. I just shot a couple right. things for Rachel Roy, uh, which should be coming out oh. soon. I I have a documentary I'm working on called Straight Curve, uh, and that's amazing to be a part of. There there is a lot of things lined up that I think people aren't prepared for. We have an editorial coming out for New York Magazine for the Cut. Um, it's a beauty story, and I'm really proud. Uh, I did a thing. I just signed on as a beauty ambassador for Unilever. They have a 100% tu, which is 100% you in Spanish, and Dove, Caress. I mean, all of these amazing brands mm-hmm. that I grew up knowing, Suave, and they brought me on to represent them, and it had nothing to do with size. It literally just had to do with the message and what I talk about, and it's really cool to finally be turning the page to a different generation of what is being accepted in the media. 
I did a thing for Refinery29 that just came out, and it was a beauty story as well. And when you think about it, it's like, wow, we fought for inclusion and for diversity. And I think people are finally starting to get it. Like, to be booked on projects that have nothing to do with my size is the epitome of what I've asked for and what our entire industry has asked for is to not base beauty on a size. Um, And so I'm just thankful to be able to keep pushing the message and continue the conversation and to be able to represent what I would have loved to see as a kid. Well, Denise, I got to tell you, I am so proud of you. Like when I was reading your bio and I read you one of the most recognizable plus-size models and household names in the world, that made me miss the eye. I was like, oh. go ahead, Denise. <laughs> you know what, girl? I wish people knew how much we've worked for all this. Like, we've been around this game for such a long time, and just now where we finally starting to see what we've been working for this whole time. And it is an honor, and thank you so much for supporting me continuously through my career and for having been there when who knows what would have happened. I mean, you were there in the beginning, in the real beginning of it all. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for you everything. You participated in Love Your Body Day and everything. Oh, yes, so. I did. Because, you know what, those are the things I believe in. I, I believe in loving your body. I believe in loving who you are. And I will continue to support and spread that message as, as long as I can. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Again, I'm so proud of you. Continue success with everything. And just keep on doing the thing, girl. Thank you so much. You too. All right, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And that was the fabulous Denise Badeau. Make sure you check out her website at denisebadeau.com, and there is no wrong way to be a woman.com for her T-shirts. So thank you again for tuning in. If you haven't already, don't forget to like our fan page on Facebook.com slash Shanice Lewis Show. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.